Hey, this is Eric Bress, the writer-director of Ghosts of War and The Butterfly Effect, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Horror Squad podcast. You are listening to episode 152. Tonight we are reviewing 2007's P2, our first Christmas horror movie that we're talking about um, this season, this month. So I'm really excited and I decided to pick this one in honor of my birthday. And now Joe, Steve, and Todd will tell me how amazing I am and sing happy birthday. (laughs) I thought we do that enough on the chat, but I guess we got to do it on tape now. Can we do it three men? In, can we do it three men in a baby style? I don't even know what that means. With the ghost in the background. <laughs> oh, like, I know what that means. Or like um, Full House style, like when they sing Michelle Teddy there. Like a little acapella. Yeah, yeah. No, like no, like we all come <laughs> in at different times, you know. You guys can have to sing. I wish. Like, hey, sing. happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Well, tell you. Oh, I almost hit that high note. Guys, you really know how to make a, a girl feel special. Thank happy you. birthday, Samantha. Thank yeah, you. Happy Tom. birthday, Sam. Thank happy, you. Happy 18th birthday, Sam. Thank you so much, oh, Joe. I'm an adult now. Awesome. Yes. I'm an adult. <laughs> you, you can drink where I'm from. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh nice. really? Well, you no can. One- you now can no go to war where we're from. Po- now no one can call the police on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already got you on a list, Joe, with all your weird stories. Yeah. How's everyone doing tonight? Fantastic. Yeah. Or should I say today? Fantastic. Fantastic. It's almost Christmas time. Starting to prepare um, our Christmas horror watch list. So Sam yep. and I are, are prepping. We've already started discussing some. So I'm excited. I feel like December is practically almost over. And if you still have Christmas shopping, keep in mind that most of the small businesses you're going to support have a deadline just to make sure that uh, UPS can get it at your house. So don't put it off until the week of girls, guys, everyone in between. Close it up. Let's get that list checked off. Some sound advice. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. And also, I, I want to mention um, uh, the special, uh, the giveaway for that. Um, a couple, we had a couple entries. So I wanted to announce the winners um, for that. Um, congratulations to Kayla, our very loyal listener, Kayla uh, Lene. I think I finally got that right. And also um, Ryan, um, who is. Uh, I forget his name on uh, Instagram, but he sent an entry in as well. So the two of you Rise will Rise Horror Corner? Uh, yes, I believe that is correct. But yeah, Rise Horror Corner, that's, he also won as well. Um, so uh, you will be getting uh, signed copies from the director, Harrison Smith, of uh, the special. So congratulations to you guys. Um, there are a couple more copies uh, lingering. If anyone else is interested, all you have to do is send a review uh of the special on amazon or whatever and just screenshot it and send it to us very cool no that's awesome congratulations to the two of you 
Um, you guys want to head into writing some questions? Because we had quite a few this week. Apparently, uh, that's yeah. Yeah. Everyone was very, I think it was because it was Sam's birthday yep. <laughs> episode. And she's obviously everyone's favorite. So, least favorite, but I don't know about that. I think, I think the numbers would, uh, I think we'd plummet if it wasn't for you. Uh, no, I think that's why you guys do plummet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or by email the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com, which is the same email you can send us the screenshot or on social media. So if you want that copy of the special. Um, so the first question comes to us from uh, this is Mandy. So Mandy, no longer with the uh, you know letters and numbers from her little thing there. So now back to some horror regular questions. She says, happy birthday, Sam. Which horror collectible do you most want for your birthday this year? And boys, I guess you could say which horror collectible you most want for Christmas. Oh. Mandy, thank you so much for the birthday wishes. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't really know. I feel like I've been kind of blind recently of what's been released. Um, I don't know. Oh, Joe did show me um, recently. Who was it? Was it Mondo that released? Why am I saying Mondo? I don't know. The fucking Creature from the Black Lagoon um, record pin spinner. Yes. Waxwork Records. Waxworks. Thank you. Yes. yes. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was I very cool. The Michael one. I like the Michael one. So I would say either one of those. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know what she's talking about, for those who watched P2, it is similar to the Elvis uh, spinner he had on his record. Same idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good scene. That? Yeah. It is. Great performance. <laughs> yeah. What do you want, Joe? Ooh. So hard. So hard. So many things. So little. Sam, get the notepad out. <laughs> Got it, Todd. Mm, you know, if I'm being greedy, I would, I want the seed of Chucky trick or treat doll. That's, that's become, that's gotten on my list, but it's, you know, $600. So I'm not expecting Sam to grab that <laughs> for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's not like a whole hell of a lot out like new wise that I'm like eyeing right now. So, you know, anything like older or like vintage or something, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been picking up a lot of the stuff on my bucket list recently or just stuff that like uh, I've wanted that now like I've been able to afford. So uh, yeah, surprise me, Sam. Okay. Sorry, that. I wasn't much help there. But I did see, I gave her a couple of hints. There was actually a really cool uh, NECA New Nightmare Freddy I had never seen before that I thought was really cool. Uh, New Nightmare, which I find to be a very underrated Freddy movie so yeah uh i don't have a lot on my list anymore i'm kind of going away from collectibles um but i oh i've always wanted the dawn of the dead board game it's mm. on ebay for a couple hundred bucks i just haven't pulled the trigger on it um and i didn't ask for it this year or anything so i'm not gonna get it but that's something i'm gonna snag at some point yeah that's uh that's really cool is it like rare i'm assuming yeah i mean I'm, I don't know a lot about it. And uh, even like the loose ones go for a couple hundred bucks. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm about the same way as Todd. I'm not much uh, that I want as far as collectibles that are new. 
Uh, one thing that I've been really trying to get myself or that hopefully, you know, Santa can find for me is uh, I have a horror Christmas tree that uh, is getting kind of better and better every year. And there's one thing in my tree that I'm missing that I would really, really love to get. And I can't find it anywhere. And that's, uh, so I've talked about in the past, homemade horror makes a, an ornament every year. And I've been collecting it for the last three or four, I think four years now. But the one from the year before I started was this really cool exorcist one, which is this long chain that has a cross, then chain, and then Reagan, and then chain, and then the bed. So it looks like when she's hanging on the tree that she's levitating from the bed. Uh, I would love to have that one. Unfortunately, I uh, just can't find it anywhere. So hopefully Santa finds it for me and that would be the collectible I want this year. All right, Santa, come through for Steve and Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, her next question, she says, with all the baby Yoda craze, which horror icon do you think would make the cutest baby? <laughs> um. Hmm. Yeah, Good question. Treat. Yep, mm. that's a good one. Creature would be cute. Yeah, what would he look like as a baby? Like a little frog or a tadpole running around? No, oh, a little tadpole. <laughs> what about a little wolf man? Oh, yeah, wolf man would with be his, cute. With his little like a uh, little like a little jumpsuit or something. Yeah, little, little corduroy suit. Oh, like very cute. Very yeah. cute. So like the kids in Hotel Transylvania, kind of for the. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. You know, they're all ugly. <laughs> um, like, Freddy would be a fucking hideous-looking baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Pennywise would make for a cute baby. I could see. I don't know. Little body, just giant head. Just, just look <laughs> at all like the living. <laughs> look at all the living dead dolls. That will give you like a good idea because they all kind of look like like baby versions of the horror characters. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of fan art of what, you know, horror babies would look like. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. And our final question is, this is not a horror question, but please put this debate to rest once and for all. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, it's a fucking, it happens during Christmas at a Christmas party with Christmas music and he says Christmas like <laughs> lines throughout the whole fucking thing. So how's it not a Christmas movie? I don't understand why this is even a debate. And he writes it on the guy's chest. Ho, 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 now I'm going to machine gun. And he puts a Christmas hat on him. So fuck. Yep. like, Because people think like Christmas movies need to be like happy like, happy and good cheer. But like, look at all these Christmas horror movies like, like yep. P2 tonight. Like, so yeah, it's just the mainstream people like, are, you know, suck. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you tell him, Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck you! <laughs> that was uh, pent, pent up there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one's from Chuck. It says, first off, happy birthday, Sam. Other than Miss Halloween Happy herself, who's your favorite Sam? Horror or non? Minus Samwise Genji. He carried those movies. Oh. oh, that's a fun question. That is a fun question. I may not be able to carry the ring, Frodo. But I can carry you. Hmm. That's my Sam impression. That was pretty, pretty terrible. It was pretty. Ter- I made a promise, Frodo. A promise. I mean, it's not as good as your Buffalo Bill or. <laughs> don't start it. Don't start it again. Sam got <laughs> terrified. <laughs> hey, yo. Scared. Favorite Sam, huh? Uncle Sam from the horror movie. I don't know. After the weird 
pedophile special feature. It kind of turned me off <laughs> to that movie. Yeah. What about what Sam? Jose, what movie? Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there a lot of Sam? Oh, Sam from Trick or Treat? Sam from Trick or Treat. I mean, go on. It's like a, yeah, of course. Before I gone. How could I forget? Uh, you also got Sam and Dean from uh, yeah. Supernatural fame, which Sam I'm not a fan of, but I know Sam's a big, big fan. Mm-hmm. What about Sam uh, Witwicky from Transformers? Oh, oh <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, we get Shia LaBeouf. I'm looking up famous Sams right now. <laughs> I'm not even sure what comes up. Oh, okay. 100 plus famous Sam's. Wow. All right. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Hello. Okay. What about uh, is what about Sam from Holes? Is that freaking Shia again? Yeah. Another Shia. See, Shia and I are just meant to be. Oh, I got a good. I got a good one. <laughs> Classic mustache. Sam Elliott. Elliott. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Forest fires. <laughs> oh, I got a horror one. Sam Raimi. There you go. Early, early Sam Raimi. Early Sam Raimi. Okay. All right. Very good. I'll leave it at that. There's a lot of good, a lot of famous Sams out there, though, for sure. Summer of Sam. Oh, scary. Good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hold on to that Sam list, Joe, because his next question is who's your least favorite Sam? Oh, no. That would be Uncle Sam for me. Worst uncle ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Um, I guess I'd say uh, the son of Sam because he was terrible. Yeah, true. Very bad person. <laughs> Very bad. Even good, though, mo- good movie. Yeah. What was his real name? His name, his real name wasn't Sam though, right? No, I forget what it was. He was in the freaking um... Mindhunter. My hunter and the where did they it. get the son of sam then from where did that i think he signed his name in the point did he taunting people I, I think i'm not sure okay son of sam real <laughs> uh richard david falco and he has a very punchable face mm. okay oh no, no no i'm sorry david berkowitz david berkowitz yeah, 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 yeah. i don't know where i got that fucking yeah. name from. and they made that movie with uh john leguizamo yeah, it wasn't a Spike Lee, or no? I don't know. But the uh, Legos almost good that one. Mm. Yeah, his dog told him to do it all, right? No, he made that up. Well, yeah, that's what he claimed, though, right? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of male Sams, like well-known male Sams. Well, that's because you're unique. You're a one-of-a-kind woman, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. It, it is Spike Lee, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's got Adrian Brody in it too. I gotta watch that one again. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. All right. Um, his last question. If someone was to make a documentary about your life, what would be the title? Mine would Ooh. be, The Fuck Was That? <laughs> what? <laughs> the Fuck Was That? <laughs> oh, The Fuck Was That. Okay. I thought you said, like, fuck with that. I'm like, ah, cool. <laughs> By the way, uh, Chuck does a drinking game for us, so I need Joe to say saw for me. Saw? <laughs> saw? Yeah. <laughs> twice <laughs> two shots uh title of your uh, documentary huh hmm. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, it's a great question i just hmm. what? I guess none of an question. Answer. <laughs> but what question mark what or no 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 i'm gonna still steal one maybe steve will know this or maybe joe will know this too somehow i manage oh is 
Is that from The Office? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Sam? Did you say come up with something? Mine would be Halloween Happy, still hanging on. Oh. <laughs> Halloween Happy. Halloween Happy, unhappy. Oh, I like shit. it. You have to have half of your face smiling and the other half is frowning. I love it. The other half would definitely be crying. In okay. The- With like really messed up makeup and the other one side's like really bubbly. No makeup, Todd. No, like, okay. Up. Yeah. So so done up and then done down, I guess. Yeah. I like. All right, let's get this. Let's get this going. <laughs> I'll ghostwrite it. Okay, let's do it. Chapter one. <laughs> Why I hate Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be chapter like twenty three. <laughs> While I still hate Joe, chapter twenty three. <laughs> Mine would simply be titled Joe. <laughs> but just a J-O? Yes. Not an E? <laughs> J-O and then dot, 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 E. <laughs> just to make it more artistic. You're a great big fart lighter? That's your tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on here. Um, Wait, what was yours? What's, what's yours, Steve? <laughs> I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Uh, Steve is just called Disney Plus. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I'll just be Disney Plus. <laughs> um, all right. So next one comes to us from Caleb. I, I just got Chuck again, by the way. Every time Steve says Disney, he has to take a drink. Oh, Wait, yeah. gotta let the listeners know what the drinking game is. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. <laughs> so from uh, Captain Amazing, nineteen eighty-five, also known as Chuck. He has a drinking game, so he says, whenever Sam says, all righty, or hell yeah, he takes a drink. Whenever I moan, he takes a drink. Whenever Steve awkward laughs because the conversation has got, gotten derailed, like last week's 45-minute porn, he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever Joe says saw or sar in his accent, or says like three times in a sentence, he takes a drink. <laughs> That's usually during my what watch when I'm trying to synopsize. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. He gets fucked up pretty fast. Yeah. He's already fucked yeah. up right now. <laughs> I do notice, uh, not that I'm perfect when we record, but I do notice like, see, I just said it, Joe's likes and ums. And then when Steve, his awkward laugh, when he is like, okay, but when he hates us pretty much, when he does that laugh, that's when he's annoyed. Cause he's like, great. I'm going to have to edit this <laughs> bullshit out. Way to go. Guys. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that was for a drink right there. It's the move along laugh. What do, what do I do, Sam? Todd? Yeah. I'm just perfect. Todd says, nice boobs. <laughs> yeah, she got nice boobs. I do say I do say that. I'm going to say that later about P2. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to. She's got nice boobs. What do you want me to say? She showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> Bobby Boucher. All right. Um, yeah. So the next one from Caleb. Hello, squad. I hope you're all doing well and staying safe during this crazy time. Happy birthday, Sam. My birthday is the day before yours. So happy birthday, Caleb. That means it would be uh, happy birthday. Two days before the episode drops. So happy belated birthday, I guess, by this point. Happy belated um, birthday. I hope you get to eat all the nachos you want and just have an epic day i started oh, listening 
I started listening to you guys after I found out that Sam was on a horror podcast via Halloween Happy, and I've been hooked ever since. I'm not sure if this has been answered before, but my first question is, what is your favorite Christmas horror movie? Besides Nightmare Before Christmas, mine is Anna and the Apocalypse, because I love musicals and zombies are my favorite genre of horror. It's also just funny and a great time. I've actually never seen that one. And me neither. I've that's actually I've heard. Um, or am I just making that up? I I don't know. Is Anna Kendrick in a horror movie like that? No. I, I will think, look it up. I don't think it's Anna Kendrick. I could be wrong though. Um, no, it's a girl named Ella Hunt. Came out in 2017, so pretty recent. All right. I uh I have heard good things about it though, so we'll that's we'll have to add that to our list, Sam, and watch it. Okay. Favorite Christmas horror film, huh? There's a lot of good mm. ones. Yes, there are. I know what's uh, Joe's pick's gonna be. What's Joe's pick? Gonna what's be? my pick? Uh, the um, Tales from the Crypt episode with Santa Claus. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say, Todd. You right, nailed it. Not right. not a movie, but definitely my favorite. Cl- close enough. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I'd also throw out uh, Inside. Cause me, I realized, I forgot that that took place around Christmas time. Um, and that movie's awesome. So if you've never seen that, it's gory, it's terrifying. Uh, and it's a really good watch. The original, not the remake. Um, I'm going to get shit on by TJ. If I don't say uh black Christmas original, great. Movie. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and a black Xmas too. It's pretty great. Agreed. Just not the new one. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, what's your favorite one? Is it um, P2? So I have a few. Um, P2 is one of my favorites. That's why I picked it for this week. And then I also love Jack Frost. And then I'm going to go with um, Black Christmas, the remake, but not the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's a good that's one. A good too. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my two favorites, I think, would be uh, the Gremlin films because they totally are christmas movies i I know there's been debate about that too even the sequel does a sequel take place around christmas it has to right i don't know i know the original i don't think it i don't think it does i don't don't, i haven't seen a sequel in a long time i watched the first one yesterday but it's been a while you know what i i know his parents are visiting i'm not sure if that's about for christmas though i'm about to pull it up again while you pull it up my second one would be krampus yeah. Uh, ever since I saw it, it's been on my annual list, and I have a you know, Krampus like, not statue, but like, full fledged character in my horror room. So, he's with me all year round. I love it. Good choice. Yeah, Krampus is an awesome. Krampus actually might be the best. Yeah, it's really good. I've also heard um, Rare Exports is fantastic, and I've yet to watch it. So that's another one Sam will have to add. Um, to our watch list for this year it just uh, got onto shutter so yeah i've uh, heard nothing i've heard nothing but good things about it for the past like few years and uh i think i, I believe it's a foreign horror movie it is uh it's yeah. finished i think yep and so, i've heard i've heard it's amazing so definitely. You know, I, my wife and i actually sat down to watch it this weekend but she hates horror, uh, foreign films so mm. she made me switch it to something else but uh yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. I hear great things about it. Hmm, interesting. So I, I looked up, uh, Rotten Tomatoes made a list of like the 28 best uh, Christmas horror movies, and they put The Lodge on there. 
and for some reason i don't remember the lodge taking place at christmas time like i just remember it being like in the winter no it was christmas it was okay yeah they had like christmas decor the gifts because it was oh christmas. yeah okay that's right because they decorate for christmas yeah all right well then i'm putting that up there because i fucking love that movie thought that was supposed to be one of your favorites joe fake fan it was it was my one of my favorites from this year no doubt about it so yeah i'm i'm throwing that in the hat too then no because i already threw it in my hat <laughs> oh here's one we didn't mention and i fucking love this one uh better watch out yeah good, i hate that fucking one. kid yeah oh my god yeah so did you look it up uh todd for gremlins 2 i did but i lost steam and i stopped looking <laughs> <laughs> well fun fact uh rare exports which we were just talking about 90 percent on rotten tomatoes so i have high hopes well, all right that's on shutter you said steve yeah just went on shutter recently i'm pulling it up awesome uh, all right, so Caleb's second question here. We find it here. Okay, my second question is: since Halloween and Christmas are pretty polar opposites in a lot of ways, is there an actor that you know from another genre that you were surprised to see in a horror thriller? Mine is Robin Williams in One Hour Photo. I grew up with Mr. Williams as a comedic actor, and when I saw him in One Hour Photo, I was in awe and chilled by his transformation into a more chaotic role. Thank it's you for your time. Enough. I know this was a long post. Best wishes, Caleb. Yeah, yeah he's, he's very creepy. I saw that in theaters. I remember. I that's a great movie. Doesn't he make the guy go full dong? Yeah, he like makes him like get naked, and I think he actually like makes him like rape a woman. Oh shit! It gets like super dark. Like I oh. think, she, yeah. Or like she makes, or like she makes, like her perform uh, oral sex on him or something. I don't know. It gets like really dark Sheesh. there. Yeah. Robin. <laughs> Um, what about Jim Carrey in the number 23? Uh, that movie's oh, yeah. so bad, though. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Is it bad? I don't yeah. remember it being bad. I saw that one in the theater and I was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jim Carrey uh, is one for sure. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other. Oh, um, the guy from Becky. Oh, uh, Kevin James. Yeah, that's a good one. And he goes full fucking Nazi in it. Yep. Which I love the King of Queens, by the way. That show is just like... It's a great show. I love it, yeah. yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm thinking of like big actors that and none of them were in really anything like horror. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilling conversation on that. J-Lo. Shit, what's the movie that Shia LaBeouf is in? <laughs> <laughs> His uh, mom dates the guy. Disturbia. Uh, yes, Disturbia. <laughs> rear win- rear window remake, kind of. There you go. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say J Lo from Anaconda and The Cell. I like The Cell. <laughs> if that counts, you, you don't like The Cell? I, I do like The Cell. I, I think yeah, Vince Vaughn's is good in it too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Vince Vaughn's a good. Dorman uh, Bates, surprisingly. Yeah, Vince, Vince Vaughn is a good one too. Yeah, he's done a couple of horror movies, and it's he's, always weird to see him in pop he's up. A, he's a great actor in the in a Brawl and Subblock twenty uh, ninety nine, and uh, yeah, yep. He's a like oh uh, True Detect- True Detective season two is pretty good with him. I'm hearing good things about Freaky. I mean, it's like twenty dollars uh, rent, so I don't think we're gonna review it. But the poster looks terrible. Come on, guys. It's supposed to be fun. Is it? That's what I. I should. don't like having fun. <laughs> fun. I just like being sad. 
I hear it's a pretty fun one, but it's the same director that did Happy Death Day, so I think you kind of expect the same thing, yeah. So I think oh, if you did like Happy Death Day, I, I can't imagine you'll like this one. I hate that movie. I actually, I like the sequel. The sequel yeah? pretty fun. Yeah. But I didn't like the first one either. Yeah, so I think that's a good amount of fun. It's just, like, I know when the first time I saw Nicolas Cage in a horror film, which was Mandy, I think, was the first one I saw. It was Not like, The Wicker Man? Oh yeah, no, you're right. The Wicker Man, <laughs> the bees. <laughs> yeah, no, he, that that was cool because he's like perfect for a horror film because he's so Ooh, fucking I, nuts. I have a good one, John Travolta in the Fanatic. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good movie, man. <laughs> we're like one. Of, I think we're like the only group that actually like likes that movie. That's, I, that's good. Everyone <laughs> shit on it. <laughs> it's funny. It is. I gotta go poop. <laughs> that's how the movie that's like the first line of the movie too. yeah and you're like what am i watching what is this and then uh devin saw was like play some fucking limp biscuit man. <laughs> yeah. his son's like dad you're lame <laughs> give me a limp biscuit joe yeah limp biscuit. biscuit. we'll keep on rolling baby i like it good <laughs> They're a great in concert. Probably the best concert I ever went oh, to. Oh wow, was, really? Was a Limp Bizkit concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I had a crush on Fred Durst when I was younger. Oh, you poor lady. I had the uh, I had a red New York Yankees cap, and I used to wear it backwards like Fred Durst. <laughs> it's okay. I dyed my hair like Eminem. So there you go. <laughs> Actually, he, he was on the same in the same concert as the Limp Bizkit. No way, that's fine. Yeah, it was called Anger Management. It was uh, Limp Bizkit, Eminem, Papa Roach, Exhibit. And Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> yeah. Someone else, I forget who the other one was. But yeah. It was like your first rock concert you went to, everyone. Rock, like specifically rock? Yeah. Well, I guess like give me first concert, I guess in general, but I'm kind of more curious like what your first like rock. Ooh, uh, the first concert I know for sure was Weird Al. <laughs> and uh, it it was like fucking amazing man like i saw weird al before at a music festival and it was awesome he like did a costume change he he changes every fucking song it's crazy yeah yeah he's yeah he's a great like performer so that was definitely fun as far as rock though um i get yeah i get maybe limp biscuit was might have been my first one that was you know in the rock genre i guess because it's kind of more pop rock nice rock Mine was in seventh grade, and it was Corn, Sick and Twisted tour, um, and Stained opened. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, uh, like a year later, I went to Ozfest '99, which was pretty awesome too. Let me see if you guys can tell who this is. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have the time to listen to me? Green yep. Day. Green Day with Blink One Eighty Two, and opening was. Shoot, starts with an F, I think. I forget what they're called. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty Sam cool. and I saw it. Sam and I went to a Green Day show together. Yeah, yeah. they're good. A couple years yeah. ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. I used to like Blink Twenty Two a lot too when they were. Oh yeah. Back back in the day, not when now when they're kind of weird, but. Tom believes in aliens now. He's fucking weird, man. <laughs> He's making like a documentary, I think. Actually, <laughs> <Is> he? <laughs> yeah. He's just singing to the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they got confirmed yesterday, so I don't know if you heard that sort of story. What? What? Is, yeah. it, about, is it has to does it have to do with these monoliths that are appearing everywhere? Maybe I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, really high up, 
from the Israeli oh. like government, uh, someone who actually takes care of like that portion of the government, and someone who would know about. I want to be that guy. Takes care of the alien portion. Yeah, and he says uh, there are definitely aliens. The United States and Israel have been in contact with them. There's a galactic federation, and they're <laughs> and they're already on Earth. So wow. Yeah, so like that's like Men in Black. Yeah, basically, that's exactly what he's saying. Um, Without <laughs> all that seems believable enough. Who who is he though? Like, is he like a guy that got fired ten years ago? No, he's like old. He's like eighty seven now, and he's just oh, spilling, he's like, full of shit. Yeah, he's spilling yeah. government <laughs> secrets. Probably yeah. wants to be remembered. Yeah, there's aliens in the White House. Yeah, that was <laughs> my old Jewish man, by the way. I, I refuse to believe that your president wouldn't tweet about it if he knew. <laughs> like, it just I made a deal with the Federation of Galactic Empires, the best deal I've ever done. They yeah. love me. I love them. <laughs> but then again, he did start a Space Force, so. He did. He hey, must, you know what, man? I would have totally. If that happened 10 years ago, I totally would have joined the Space Force. Yeah, just to say it. That's fucking people, dope. You know, yeah. yeah. What do you do? I, I mean, do you go to space? No, I don't go to space, but <laughs> sit in a desk. Troopers, man. Hell yeah, I'll be Johnny Rico. Johnny Rico, yeah. yeah. Sam, what was your first concert? Um, I believe my first concert was Spice Girls. Um, I wish. Um, <laughs> it was in sync and Britney Spears. Um, it was oh. it was like their first tour together, and Britney was the headliner, and so she like no one knew her. Um, and it was at a Kansas State Fair. Wow. Yeah, it was like a, as early then, huh? It was very early, yeah. If they're at a state fair, yeah. usually like they're washed up by then, or they're just starting. Yeah. Did what about rock? Rock? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I feel like later on, I went to a few rock. Well, I guess. Do you, is Lincoln Park considered rock? Like, oh yeah, that, oh. I think definitely. Yeah, I can't remember the first, but like Lincoln Park and then um, Fallout Boy. Okay. Yeah, I went to more like R and B and pop concerts. Cool. I was cool. scared to be. You um, want to be in the mosh pit? I didn't want to be in the mosh pit or assaulted. Okay. <laughs> Sexually assaulted. Oh. That that only happens at rock concerts. <laughs> Well, I feel like the mosh pits, it's like, uh, you, yeah. like all the guys are gross. And so they like slip a hand while you're crowd surfing. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen that at shows before. So, so if that's you and you're gross. listening, don't do it. It ain't cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Uh, moving on here. Next question comes to us from horror fan Ryan it says, which horror icon needs a Christmas horror movie? Watching Leatherface or Michael kill people in the snow around Christmas setting would be cool. I wouldn't go with uh, I don't know I don't know if I would go with like a big main slasher although I guess it would be interesting to put them in like a holiday setting um, so maybe Jason actually because I think um, Jason like in the snow with like a lot of blood and stuff could be like a really cool imagery so uh, let's do that those guys that did the never hike alone are doing never hike in the snow yeah it's already out I know I kick. I kickstarted is that the right no indiegogo did or whatever yeah i watched it it's it pretty good oh good i'm going with scream i want to see the scream guys run around the snow Ooh, okay what are you sam um i wasn't listening i'm sorry what was the question <laughs> uh a horror icon that would get a christmas movie 
A Christmas movie, horror icon. Uh, what about Leprechaun? He could be like Santa's elf or something. Ooh, very cool. What about Jaws? You think it's safe to go on the water in the wintertime, but Jaws fucking eats they did, you. They did that. It's called Santa Jaws. Okay. And I it, haven't seen it, but the, the shark had a little Santa hat. It was a sci fi picture original. Oh, no. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> All right, Hollywood, are you listening? Because I'm going to pitch you a fucking amazing movie. So my horror icon would be Sam from Trick or Treat. And at, to the lead up for Halloween, he notices that all the Halloween shit is gone and they replaced it with Christmas shit way too early. So he goes on a fucking killing rampage for all the people who are putting Christmas before Halloween. That, that's oh what I want to see. You've got so I don't want it. Pocket I want it. Oh my god, I'm so, I, it pisses me off. Like I, I have to buy my Halloween shit in July because yeah. they put Christmas stuff in September. It's like, ugh, horrible. Yeah, and then when they're like, Halloween's out too early. It's like no one says anything about Christmas. Well, Sam would have something to say about Christmas. Yeah, he would. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes to us from Weezerface. Uh, was asked today who I'd cast for a modern remake of Psycho. I chose Noah Schnapp for Norman. Who would you mm-hmm. cast? That's a good. That's a good choice. That is a good choice. Vince Vaughn. Who, who is Noah Schnapp? <laughs> the guy from um, the. Um, oh my God, is it it? That he's known for. Uh, oh, Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger, yeah. yeah, sorry. Strange, yeah, Stranger Things. And then what was he uh, in? Okay. We watched him. He's in Hubie Halloween. Yeah, Hubie Halloween. Yeah. All right. Um. Does he have to be a young? I mean, someone around Nor- Nor- uh, Norman Bates' age, I guess. I'm going with so, the guy from... Uh, can't have, uh, like, fucking... Uh, Charlton Heston. Yeah, exactly. I'm going uh, Wes Bentley from P2. I think he's got, a, like, a... Ooh, yeah. I like that. Quiet, creepy, guy-next-door vibe. Yeah, he's great. I like it a lot, Todd. Thanks, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Wyatt Olaf, who he's the one from it that I was thinking about. He, oh, played, Stan. he played Stanley. Yeah, in it. I agree with Steve. That'd be a great pick. Yeah, and he was great in that um, that show that went off the air there with uh, also the girl from it. I forget what it was called. Yeah, what was her name? Sophia. Sophia Lillis. Sophia Lillis. Yeah, yeah the, I am not okay with this, which was such a great show that got fucking canceled. Terrible. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I just had it in my head, and now I already forgot it. Um, so never mind. <laughs> well, it will come back to me. Right. Sounds good. Uh, next question comes to us from Creepy Kate. She says, "Hi all, happy birthday, Sam, and love the movie this week." So I just found out about McKamey Manor, and I am mind blown. Oh. Have you heard of it? Can't believe extreme haunts like this exist. Thank oh, yes. For the birthday wish. Ugh. Joe, can I thank them for the birthday wish? For, for yes. Ramble along? Of course. <laughs> oh, and I... We have heard about McKamey Manor. It's nuts. Screw that. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, I'm actually in the McKamey Manor Facebook group, which is pretty interesting. You get half the people defending it and ha- the other half condemning it. Um, 
it's not something I would ever do. I don't, I think it's more like, uh, I feel like it's almost like a fetish, like people who go into that like thing. So um, I really don't feel like it has anything to do. I wouldn't even call it a haunt personally. It's an harassment. Yeah. Yeah. It's an assault. Right. So uh, yeah, not my, definitely not my cup of tea. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, my Norman Bates, I would cast, um, what's his face from American Horror Story there? Who played Tate? Um, Evan. Um, yeah, Evan sorry, Peters. Peters yeah. Yes. Did you Google that, Joe? I didn't. It came to my. It came to my mind. And I would cast Shia LaBeouf. Would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think you are, Sam. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a real answer. I would cast Kristen Stewart. Oh, we got a gender reverse it, huh? Yep. Okay. And then Shia LaBeouf will be the guy, gender reverse, that comes and gets killed in the beginning? Yeah, I okay. love it. I kind of like that idea, actually. Thank you. I think that'd be a cool, yeah. That'd be like a cool way to like remake it and do something different with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, all right, and next question comes to us from Kayla. Happy birthday, Sam. What's your favorite urban legend? Thanks, Kayla. Um... I guess I'll start before Joe rambles on. Favorite urban legend. I feel like it would be Bloody Mary. And then also we've talked about this multiple times. Um, The guy where he is underneath your bed and you think it's your dog licking you, but it's really the killer that's in your house. And it's really just Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Probably he would. Get out of here, Joe. Yeah, that's a good story. Except I'm licking buttholes. <laughs> you might get the wrong people into that one, buddy. <laughs> Joe, and they're fucking nude. I like the I like that story, and I like the clown story too. Like, we don't have a clown. Get out of the house. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. If I want to go local though to Kentucky, there's one called the uh, I think it's called the Frogman or something. And there's a bridge that people died on recently because like people go investigate it as an actual bridge for a train. So they had to jump off and they, uh, one of them died. Um, but apparently it's like, a, um, not a frog man, sorry, a goat man. And he's got an ax and shit and he'll chase after you. Wait, what's the, what did you say before that one, Todd? Uh, the, the clown one where there's a babysitter and there's like a clown statue and she calls the family and says, Hey, do you mind if like I cover the clown statue? What yeah. horror? What horror movie did they do that in recently? Amusement, I think. Yes. Which is terrible. Yes, but that part's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite is probably the killer, like in the back seat of the car. That always creeped me out. Uh, um, headlights. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Like the person's high beaming them because someone's in the back seat. Yep. Yes. I love that. Yeah, that's that's a great story. And um, is that the same one with like the hook? Is that the one where the oh. boyfriend's hanging? Isn't it like the person was high beaming him and then she gets out of the car and like the hook is like in the door or something? No. That's a different one. Okay. It's well, where they're like in the woods making out and they hear. Ah, yeah. That's right. Well, that's a good one too. So I'll go with those two. And mine, I think I've talked about in the past, but uh, it's a, a local one from where I'm from called, uh, well, the translated name is uh, 
like Mr. Seven O'Clock or Baron Setar in French, uh, who's this like like cloaked in black guy that comes after kids if they're out after 7 p.m., uh, which was basically a way for parents to tell their kids to come home before dark. A, a cloaked black man? No, like a, a like a black cloaked man. Oh, you, don't, okay. you don't actually see the man ever. Gotcha. Um, kind of. I guess he kind of looks like the Babadook from the pictures I've seen. Um, without the face though, because you never see his face. So, and if you're out after seven at a certain age, then this figure would come after you and try to kill you. So, He'll get your ass. Yeah. So that, that that terrified me as a kid. So it worked you know, for a while. <laughs> it worked. Uh, you guys should YouTube the Michigan Dog Man. I've always liked this one. Um, and you know what? I'll just let you watch the video. Michigan Dog Man. It's pretty cool. I like it. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll find it for you so, you so you watch the right one. I'll send it to chat. All right, sounds good. For your viewing pleasure. I'll make um, and Kayla's last question is, when do we get a best and worst of the 90s? So I can answer that one. It would be uh, July 1st or the, oh. around that time. So the way we've been doing it now is uh, January 1st is our best of the year and July 1st is the best of a decade, which we're going backwards. So we did. I feel like I'm the only one that's crazy about 90s horror. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I thought the 20, 2000s weren't my favorite until I made the list. I'm like, damn, this is a pretty goddamn good decade. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm excited to do 90s. I'm excited. I'm really excited for 80s because that 80s and 70s are going to be loaded. That's, it's going to be hard for those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I also think that 80, like 90s, it's going to be fun, but I feel that the 80s and 70s, We'll have like three or four, which we'll all have in common, but there'll be a lot of different choices Definitely for, for the rest of the list. Yeah. So that's going to be super interesting. I don't even know like what I would put right now at the top of my 90s. I mean, I have a thought, but I'm definitely, definitely going to take some research. Yeah, well, you got uh, seven months to go. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> um, and speaking of lists, uh, as you guys know, at the end of the year, we always do our... Uh, top 10 and bottom five of the year. And we need listeners help to uh, build those lists because we make an ultimate list. So if you guys want to start thinking about it and sending us your top 10s and uh, just uh, email us or send us on social media and we'd love to have them so we can make the ultimate list for the year. So yes, start yeah. thinking. yes. And also Sam, Todd Steep, start getting uh your five people you would like for the ultimate list so i could start compiling that within the next couple weeks don't you tell me what to do (laughs) yeah sounds good um we have one more question but it's p2 related so i'm going to save it for the end of the show everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Birthday girl got any? Joe, do I have anything? Uh, sure. You can talk about... The uh, little thing we watched on Netflix, the holiday movies that made us. 
Uh, I wasn't really paying attention. To, that was more you watching it. So okay. uh, I don't think I have anything this week. Well, fine then. <laughs> I'll talk about it then. So Sam and I, well, apparently I and Sam half watched it. Um, the movies that made us on Netflix, um, there is a, a two-part thing. Uh, one being Elf, which obviously I'm not going to talk about on this show. And the other one being The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I feel like, Steve, this would be right up your alley. Did you happen to watch it? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This was actually really good, so you guys <laughs> should check it out. <laughs> no, I haven't watched it. Okay, um, it is fantastic. If you are a fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas, even honestly, even if you're not, I think it is 100% worth a watch. Um, just because it's so interesting. Like, they go over the entire backstory uh, of how the night before Christmas came to be made and you know how uh, complicated it was to make it and all of the problems they had and just everything. Uh, it is a really in-depth uh, look on how it, the whole thing was done. Uh, really fantastic, really interesting. And I learned quite a lot. I mean, I guess if you're like a massive night before Christmas, fan where you know all of that you know maybe it won't be as interesting for you but as just a casual fan of the movie um i absolutely loved it and just just had so much in there that uh, i had no idea about so uh great great watch highly recommend it all right mine is 2020's blood vessel currently on shutter it is set during world war ii where a uh, hospital ship gets torpedoed and you got a you know, a mixed match of survivors in a boat. They come across a German, um, I guess, you know, patrol boat or something. That's like a ghost ship. So they get on there they start poking around, fucking around, stuff like that. And then they find like the crew is completely like, you know, just wiped out, some are gored out and stuff like that. And then uh, we discover that it is in a, a Nazi occult ship where they got some shit that's cursed. Um, they got some weird coffins in the hold that the Germans like try to lock out and things like that. And you can, it's not really a spoiler because if you look at the poster, it shows a vampire. So they have vampires on board. Um, that being said, it was pretty bad. I gave it like a four and a half, maybe five out of 10. It was just like, I hate when they do period pieces and they're low budget because they try to like stretch it and it just doesn't work for me sometimes. And this one's the same way. However, I did like the vampire and they did have some good gore scenes, but otherwise you can skip it. All right. Uh, my first one this week is a 2020 film that we got as a screener. And so, and it releases December 8th. So this week, so probably on VOD. And that's a movie called Black Pumpkin. So in this movie, uh, it's Halloween night and these two uh, kids are making a documentary about this urban legend from a town where there had been some murders where this creature known as Bloody Bobby had killed a bunch of people and they're kind of reenacting what that was like and just talking about that place where all the murders had happened and uh unvertently by reenacting kind of the steps of the urban legend he reignites the creature bloody bobby who goes on a killing rampage uh through the city on halloween night with his deadline being midnight so after midnight he can't kill anymore uh this is a pretty standard like slasher film. Uh, Bloody Bobby reminds me a lot of Sam from Trick or Treat. Uh, kind of looks like him, kind of acts like him a little bit too. But in this, it's one movie. 
Uh, he does kill a lot in the film, which is great. So you get a lot of cool kill scenes, but uh, the acting is not too great. The plot is pretty standard. Uh, it, it's it's a good one-time watch, I would say. Uh, so I'd recommend on that end, but nothing I plan to ever watch again. So Black Pumpkin. Alrighty. Uh, my next one is a 2020 release. And if Sam would like to talk about this one as well, um, we watched it together. Uh, this one is on Netflix and it is called His House. Uh, his house is about a uh, refugee uh, couple that makes a uh, escape from uh, Sudan, I believe it was. Um, and basically, they uh, have to adjust to life uh, in, uh, I believe it's England. And I really don't want to give too much else away, um, but they are placed basically in a uh, house that seems to be uh, haunted and they are dealing with um, the ghosts inside the house and also uh, just adjusting to their life now um, out of their war-torn country. Uh, this was a fantastic watch. I uh, absolutely loved uh, this movie. Uh, it is definitely going to be in my top 10 of the year. Um, honestly, probably even top five. Ooh, um, I praise. It, Yes, uh, it's just like a really smart, well-written, really done horror movie that also has a really um, impactful message. Um, there, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a bit of a twist in there. And when that twist hit, it, uh, it was really impactful and uh, I did not see it coming. So uh, I would I would definitely recommend this. I will say it's it's probably not going to be one maybe for everyone out there as it's not maybe your typical horror movie, um, but you know really well done um, for the art house crowd. I guess I could I could call it, but it's not as uh, art housey as as uh, other ones there. But uh, I would definitely recommend it. His house. Sam, did you like it? I'm glad I just almost died. <laughs> happened i heard that it was like a bang no my computer fell um yes i did like it for a second i was like joe i didn't watch it with you but i did <laughs> it was good for some reason i thought we reviewed it i don't know why mm -hmm. no hmm. that's unfortunate <laughs> I, I talked about it before i, I didn't know what watched like two weeks ago but did you like it steve i can't remember it's also in my top five right now nice mm. I liked it. It's not going to be my top 10, though. Um, I got too much Hansel and Gretel's up there to. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. But he's, um, without spoiling anything, that's kind of a dick move what the guy did back in Africa. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. Of a dick a move, buddy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Would you have done that, though, if it's trying to like save you and your wife? I know. I mean, you got to do the. Yeah, I guess the honorable thing is, you know, women and children first, you know? Yeah. So, is what it is. Right, I see you. Okay, okay. Like on the Titanic, man. I'm the guy with the gun that says, get the fuck back. And shit like that. Joe, Joe would have taken the kid and then just left me. Joe's the fucking uh, <laughs> Billy Zane from Titanic. He takes wow. the kid and it's like, that's all I have. Listen, Todd, <laughs> I make my own luck, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Sam are running around the Titanic. Seriously. <laughs> um, what was we gonna talk about? Oh, ooh, Uncle Peckerhead. Ooh. Uh 2020 release, Joe's recommendation. Absolutely loved it. Um, it's it's uh it's out there, man. It's a fun movie. It's got a unique premise in that 
it's a young uh, punk band that they they're going on tour problem is their van got uh repossessed so they're like fuck uh, who can who can drive us so they start putting flyers on a bunch of vans uh, but also to them that they uh they get picked up by a guy named uncle peckerhead which is kind of a red flag by itself but who cares and he is a demon and he kills people um and then we go on their hijinks with them it's a you know kind of like a comedy it's got some good gore but uncle Puck- peckerhead is just like a great guy like he would everyone would just want to hang out with him he's just a great friend um uh, yeah top 10 material uncle peckerhead yes also in my top 10 i think currently it's such a fun movie uh, probably the best horror comedy of the year uh, yeah. i would say um and uncle peckerhead is probably maybe my favorite character of the year as well so he's a, he's a good guy <laughs> he's like a <laughs> demon you love and root for at all times oh, yeah <laughs> i can't wait to watch it definitely on my list before the end of the year um my next film so this one uh also a 2020 release uh, i was trolling joe's group joe's house of horror and i saw a subject where that comes up once in a while what's the most disgusting like crazy film that you've ever seen and among all the regular like serbian films human centipede salo faces of death all that stuff i saw a movie called the mountain kings that started coming up a lot as being the craziest movie ever. So I got curious. I said, okay, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll see what this whole thing's about. I want to see where it played and it didn't play anywhere on the, you know, the streaming services I have. So I looked into that and it turns out that it got banned from a bunch of services. And because of that, they just released it on YouTube uh, because it couldn't play anywhere else. So that really piqued my interest. Uh, so I went to check it out. So the Mountain Kings is about three friends who uh, film kind of a documentary slash regular film about them torturing people and killing people. Uh, but it's not really a film. It's them actually torturing people and killing people. And then they bring this girl into a former insane asylum and just basically torture her for almost two hours. Um, this movie is, uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it is not good. Uh, the, the whole thing or, 98% of it is in black and white. Uh, it's shot like just someone holding a camera, you know, kind of a hand cam. So it's shot really poorly. Uh, the acting other than maybe two of the four main stars or three of the main four stars is atrocious, like just the worst. Uh, the stars are not too bad. So they play their roles pretty well. Unfortunately, uh, one of the stars of the film passed away shortly after filming, which was kind of a bummer to, to find out after the movie. But this movie is just a complete mess. It's just torture for the sake of torture, just mistreating this poor little girl, uh, the whole fucking film. It lasts way too long. This could have been a 45 minute film that stretched into two hours. Uh, I would not recommend this at all. Just not a good film. And I just got caught into the hype. Uh, Probably the filmmakers promoting their own film, to be honest, because I don't see a bunch of people actually loving this, but who knows? I've been wrong in the past, uh, you know, like some other bad films I thought were terrible, like The Lesser Pastor that everyone seems to love. So The Mountain Kings, to me, one of the worst films I've, I've seen in 2020. But to others, who knows? Yeah, like Gretel and Hansel. Awful. <laughs> love it. <laughs> top, top five, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm right there with you, Todd. I, I'm really excited. I have yet to sit down and actually like come up with my list, but I'm thinking Gretel and Hansel might, is going to be up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, my last one uh, tonight 
is a 2000, another 2020 release. And this one, um, Sam talked about on the podcast previously. So I decided to sit down and watch it and it was called, I'm thinking of ending things. Um, stars, Tony Collette, um, who a lot of you might know from hereditary fame and whatnot. Um, but this one, uh, is an interesting one. I will say, um, I did not find it to be a horror movie per se. However, there is definitely elements of horror in it. Um, but I would call it more of just a, uh, a drama, straight drama, I guess. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, this movie, (laughs) this was a tough movie to even, um, describe, but basically, uh, it is about a, uh, young woman who is, uh, goes on a road trip with her boyfriend who she is thinking of ending things with, uh, hence the name of the movie. Um, so, uh, you know, we get a, a long car ride with them to start the movie as they're on their way to his parents' house. Um, when we get to the parents' house, uh, the parents are acting very uh, peculiar. There is just a lot of uh, really like weird things happening. Um, such as like the dog uh, kind of like going crazy, but like not naturally and the parents um, aging, like oddly enough, like in weird ways and stuff like that. So the movie just goes into this like really weird, weird place. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that because uh, this is movie I think is an experience. And I think it's definitely a movie that the less you know, probably the better. Um, I had a lot of issues with this movie. However, I th- uh, overall, I liked it. Um, but I, I don't think it's a movie I would ever watch again. Uh, just because I, I think like... A, uh, like I, I, I See, I am just like flabbergasted just because it's like such a bizarre movie. It's, it's really out there. I think it is a hundred percent worth a one-time watch. The acting is phenomenal. Uh, it, the f- cinematography is fantastic. I just have some uh, problems with where the movie ended up going. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting one. It, it's definitely not gonna make my top 10 or anything like that, but uh, definitely an interesting one. I'm not mad I watched it. So uh, I, I'm glad Sam recommended it. Did you have any more, Sam? No. Okay. All right. This one is 1974's The Mutations, a.k.a. The Freakmaker. Uh, it stars a little, I guess you guys wouldn't really know him. He's a small actor, but his name's Donald Pleasance. Um, that was a joke, by the way, from Halloween fame. Edit that joke out, Steve. It didn't land with anybody. Thanks, <laughs> thanks buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wasn't even, I wasn't, I wasn't listening. <laughs> you sons of bitches, dude. All right. Anyway, uh, I was is it? Thank you, Sam. Um, this one's weird. Uh, for the lack of a better term, um, it follows a freak show around. Uh, you have little people and, you know, the bearded lady and things like that. And Donald Pleasance is like a, um, a scientist slash professor who talks about like mutations and things like that. And he has, uh, lack of a better term, once again, the freaks kidnap women and take them to him. And he does experiments. Um, He's mixing human DNA with plants and shit, and he turns people into plants and then puts them on display at the freak show. Um, super, super creepy, uh, super like grimy. 
um, but also super out there and you kind of have to um, turn your brain off and just enjoy it. Uh, it's like a three and a half on letterbox or maybe like a six and a half, seven out of 10. Um, but it's not for everybody. It's like super seventies ish, if that makes sense. But uh, Donald Pleasance is pretty good in it. All right. Uh, my final film this week, I watched over on Tubi and uh, it is from 2016 and is called Krampus Unleashed. Uh, one of the many, many Krampus films over on Tubi. Uh, in this one, a group of uh, treasure hunters go and try to find uh, gold, but what they end up finding is this big black rock that, if ignited with fire, brings out uh, Krampus, and then he comes and kills them all. Uh, fast forward a few years, and this rock is found by a kid who's over at um, his family's house for Christmas, and then the Krampus comes and starts killing them all. Uh, I expected really the worst with this one as it's one of the many indie budget films uh, surrounding Krampus that I think were all put in around the same year as the uh, theatrical Krampus came out. But, you know, it's not great, but I enjoyed myself. Like it was a, it was a fun, uh, fun film for such a low budget affair. Uh, there are some good kills in it. Uh, some of the characters are fun to watch. There's one character you just want to see die so bad throughout the whole film. And, you know, that's just one of those characters that you can't wait to see what's coming to him. Um, not, not something I would watch, you know, probably again, but uh, if you're looking for a low budget uh, Christmas horror film that maybe you haven't seen, I, I, would, I would recommend this one for a one-time watch. So Krampus Unleashed. I'm gonna pass on that one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you will continue to pass on Gretel versus Hansel again well, i'm watching it one more it's one all of the right. two films all i'm right. doing every one that in the lodge so we'll see all right so you guys uh, can watch possessor too before the end of the year i don't want to you don't want to what was it on do you oh, know it gave, it, it gave me big upgrade vibes i feel like it'd be right up your Ooh, alley okay mm -hmm. Where, where's it on do you know uh i think possessor. it's not it's not it's not a free stream anywhere i'll tell you that much you definitely have to pay for it but i think it's worth the price of rental I really do. Okay. Brandon Cronenberg, is that related to what's his face? Yes. Cool. It's his son. David Cronenberg's son, yep. Have you seen uh he's done some a couple other movies too. Uh I can't Anti -viral. remember. Antiviral. I have not yes. seen that. Yep. So uh yeah, I, I it's in my top ten currently, so I would uh I think right. I think it's worth a watch. Okay. Bust out them trivias. Trivia, folks. Who is ready for some motherfucking trivia? Sam. It's coming down to the wire. Sam's birthday edition. Ooh. Ooh. I do have a uh, Sam-related question in here. Ooh. Okay, folks, are you ready? Yes. Okay, currently we have Sam with 53 points. That's what I'm talking mm. about. <laughs> mm -mm. Right. Joe with 79. <laughs> Steve with 86. And in mm. first place, <sighs> just a couple weeks to go, folks. Yummy. Potentially mm. two time champion mm. with 93 points. Ah, oh, feels good. Feels good. Feeling strong right now. I'm feeling, you know, my I got my mental faculties back. I've been training hard. I've been reading a lot. Okay. Um, 
you know, I'm just, you know, I got a shout out to my corner. I got a strong corner. We did a lot of training conditioning for this fight. Mm-hmm. We're ready. I broke my back. Hold on, hold on. Did you guys watch the Mike Tyson fight? Yes. Yes. Dude, what'd you guys think? It was it was terrible. <laughs> what? It was boring. I told I knew that that was gonna happen. I, it was such bullshit at the end where they're like, "You tied," and he's like, "What?" Heck, yeah, it's seriously. Because they're both they're stubborn and they're both big, and they're probably like, "Well, I don't want to lose, and I don't want to lose. Let's just do a tie so we can make money." Uh, dude, we'll I, Tyson Tyson won the fight though. Oh, clearly, Tyson yeah. would have fucking killed him if they let him fight, dude. Right. He he was. You can tell what's his face was outmatched like you know tenfold it was fucking crazy have you ever seen the the tyson broken back interview no oh my god they're like it's from from when he was in his prime but they're like mike how they're like uh what happened before the fight and he's like believe it or not i broke my back (laughs) he's like my back is broken Jeez, (laughs) i showed sam and she 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 lost it i I love the one where he's like i'm gonna eat his children oh yeah classic (laughs) yeah he's my favorite fighter man he's good He's he's fucking crazy though. If you watch like the best of Mike Tyson, there was like once one he there was a woman interviewing him, and he was like, "I usually don't." Uh, <laughs> he was like, I, "I usually don't talk to women unless I fornicate with them." <laughs> <laughs> he, he just fucking he was out he was out of control. Oh, well, that's probably why he got in trouble there, Mike. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, okay, oh, oh, I'm sending you the broken back interview. You can watch it. <laughs> All right, Who, who's uh, who's going first tonight? I'll go first. Uh, oh, okay. The birthday girl. All right, guys. So, in honor of tonight's movie that we we're reviewing, that's my theme. P two. Okay. P two. Okay, guys. All right. In the beginning of P two, what song is playing while Angela makes a Santa call baby for a car? Santa baby, that one? You're cute. Is that right? <laughs> Listen to the question, Totter. Okay, I'm sorry. While, <laughs> while Angela is making a call to order a car, find a taxi, whatever, what song is playing? Oh. Jingle bells. Mm, I guess I was wrong with my Santa baby. That was in the beginning, so never mind. I guess I was wrong too because Sam didn't sing. I don't remember. Come on, guys. I mean, let's just think. Okay, it's silent night, okay? <laughs> Is the building silent? It's a way to let you know that the building's really closed and that she's the only one there. Oh. Sucks for that one guard that was like a really nice guy. Seriously? He didn't do anything wrong. Nope. All right. Uh, I'll go. Okay. All right, Sam, get ready. Get ready on that buzzer. I'm scared. How many Halloween films has Danielle Harris been in? Four. Steve, it's her birthday. Oh. Why can't you just give her one? <laughs> Sorry. <Four. laughs> Sam, would you like to answer? <laughs> Four. Sam right. got it. Damn Dude, it give, give him, give him both point. a point. All right. <laughs> All right. I think Sam got a point for that last one, too. What last? What? She, just, she just went first. For her own question, yeah. Oh, she answered it. Oh, thank oh. you. <laughs> That's true. She's the only one that got it. <laughs> okay. My first question is, what level does the movie P2 take place on? P2. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. A real question. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> okay. 
my 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 real question now are you ready yes okay how many person how many personalities does kevin wendell crumb exhibit 25 in split okay i'll i'll go closest without you know whoever's closest Wow, Todd on the nose. Yes. Four, that's it. I feel like it was more. Oh, 24. 24. Oh, I was like, unless it was four, then yes, four. (laughs) (laughs) The Senate. Sorry, I feel like talking like Darcyus. Sam also got the point on that one. So, congratulations. Wow, she's on fire tonight, dude. Relax. It's fine. Uh, All right. So the first one comes to us from uh, Weezer Face. So thank Ooh. you very much for the question. She's got some. She's got some good questions, Dad. Yeah, she it. does. Uh, what film marked the first time the Frankenstein story appeared on screen in full color? What film? Frankenstein, nineteen thirty-one or no, something. In, in full color. Oh, full color. Yeah. Uh, was this a horror movie? That first full uh, full the, the, color horror movie. What what From, film marked the first time the Frankenstein story appeared uh, on screen in uh, color? Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Wrong. Oh fuck. That was, that was definitely in black and white. Um, was it? Yeah, to my memory, yeah. it was. Uh, fuck. Um. Ooh. That's a good one. She's got some fire questions. Son of Frankenstein. No. Sam? Um, the Monsters. Close enough. <laughs> Sam gets a point. Oh. Dang, Stop. she's tearing it up. Oh she's God. unstoppable. What was the answer, Steve? The Curse of Frankenstein, 1957. <laughs> Good job, Sam. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> Back to Sam, then, for her P2 questions. <laughs> All righty. Okay. When Angela gets a chance to make a call, who picks up the phone? Her sister, uh, her niece. I'll give you another point if you can tell me the name. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Niecy. <laughs> I don't know. Sally. I don't fucking remember her name. Mike. All right. Well, Steve gets one point. Her niece's right. name was Rosie. Oh, oh, Sam gets a point. Dang. Again. Oh. Wow. She such a little shit. She was like not paying attention. Yeah, no. She she was kind of a shit. <laughs> Welcome to kids. Yeah. <laughs> True. All righty. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Okay. What feature does the baby and Rosemary Rosemary's baby share right. with biological father? Oh, yeah, the eyes. eyes yeah. You are correct. Eyes. Sam. Wow. She's on perfect score. I know. Jeez. All right. I got a zinger for you guys. <laughs> All right. Zing, zing. This is, might be confusing. I apologize if I need to redo it. Let me know. In a homage to the shining bear, the bear scene in The Shining. So, in a homage to the bear scene in The Shining, mm-hmm. what kind of creature is a man wearing in a hospital room in Cabin Fever? A bunny costume? Correct. Holy fuck. God, what is the real fucking answer? It's a bunny. I'm serious. Is I, will, I will screenshot it after we're done. I was like, I remember a bunny, but maybe I'm just thinking of Donnie Dark. Uh, it's a bunny. like feeding a kid like a pamager or something. All right. It's Damn. A movie. That actually was going to be my other, um, that was my other choice that I couldn't decide between for this week. Oh. 
Cabin fever's good. It is. Hey, man. Look, man. Hey, you want a party? <laughs> hey, Mr. Mungo. Hey, man. All right. So for this question, you're only allowed to answer once. You can't. You don't have to two, two tries. Okay. Yeah, doing this dirty, Steve. I see. You'll understand when you hear the question. In The Nightmare Before Christmas, which of Oogie Boogie's three henchmen is female? Shock. Lock. And Joe's correct. Yeah. Fuck. And who who voiced Shock? Do you know? Yes. uh, I forget her actual name, but she was the mom in Beetlejuice. That's right. Oh, Catherine O'Hara. Yes, Catherine O'Hara. Home Alone. Kevin. Yeah. So Joe and Sam with a point. <laughs> oh my god. This is amazing. She's great. <laughs> I didn't get any points on my birthday, but <laughs> no, me neither. I didn't get to pick the movie. <laughs> Can I get retroactive 10 points? <laughs> or 12 points, huh? All right, Sam. Uh, last round. Sammy. All righty. Okay. Let me turn this into a two-pointer. Oh. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. What is the name of the guard and what does Tom say to him? The name of the guard? Oh, you ruined Christmas. Alan. He he says he tells him he ruined Christmas. Way to ruin Christmas. Um his name's I don't remember. Uh, Dwayne or something. Tom Tom's the main guard's name. The the black guard is something Dwayne or something like that. Is it like Kevin? Wait, I don't I think you misheard my question, Todd. Okay. <laughs> Repeat it. Okay. What's the name of the guard in the movie and Tom. what does Tom say to him? Well then the guard in the movie is Tom. The other okay. guard. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he he tells him way to ruin Christmas or thanks for ruining Christmas. But what's the name of the guy that he's talking to? <laughs> well, don't I get one point? Todd gets one point, but um okay. his name was Carl. 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 Carl, Carl didn't do anything wrong, man. Carl. I know. Carl. Carl. Nana doo doo. No one knows what that's from. Do you know that's from Steve? Is that uh, Morgan Mindy? No, it's a uh, bad uh-huh. lip rating when they do Walking Dead. That's a good, that's Carl Papa, right? Yeah, it's something it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is Carl's rap. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Papa. <laughs> they call me Carl Papa. <laughs> nanner, nanner, doo, doo. Yeah. <laughs> that is so oh. the <laughs> Joe, go. Okay. What is the name of the youngest Freeling child in Poltergeist? The f- oh, Carolyn. They're here. Uh, I guess I'll give it to Sam, even though she didn't say it right. Carolyn. Carolyn, correct. Damn, Damn, Sam. Damn, Sam. Fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Chance, Sam. Oh, <laughs> Every fucking week, dude. She's. <laughs> I know. Jesus. All right. Oh. Um. 1988's child play, child's play okay mm-hmm. how yeah. much did it gross worldwide without going over 88 money 
Like eight, thirty like, million. Thirty millions on the board. Let's go without going over. You said. Yeah, if you go over, you're disqualified. Mm, let's go fifteen million. Fifteen. I'm going to go 23. Joe and Sam would be correct with the 30 million. And it was actually 44 million, 196, 684. All right. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. 15 million is actually a good guess, though, because they didn't make a lot of money back then. No, that's why I figured. uh, What was it that we had a similar question like a week or two ago where it was really low, like surprisingly Mm -hmm. low for such a classic? I don't remember. What it, but, I think yeah. it was when I was asking about John Carpenter movies, maybe. Possibly. Oh, there, yeah. yeah. There's a movie that really surprised me at how low it was. Oh, wasn't that um, Big Trouble in Little China? Maybe. Yeah. That. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. For such a classic, it was like mm-hmm. really low number. Tally them up. All right, that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So tonight, Sam received ten points. Ooh. To go to uh, 63 points. It's exciting. Oh, my gosh. Joe got two points to go to 81 points. Steve got two points to go to 88 points. Mm. And Todd also mm. with two points to, uh, you know, keep his lead keep in pace. the same with 95 points. Uh, I believe just, what do we got, two more episodes, I think? I'm getting that 100, baby. Two more episodes until our year ender. So time is running out, folks. Mm. I'm going to bust through that 100. I'm going, I'm finishing 102. Okay. Steve will be finishing at his current number. All right. He's going double goose eggs. I'm, I'm, get, I'm going to get in your mind right now, Steve. So I kind of mess with you a little bit. No, now it's my comeback time. This is a... Don't call it a comeback. But like I did on Let's XP Gaming podcast, which you can listen to on all so on all uh, the platforms, I made a giant comeback and now tied Todd. What was that yeah. name in that podcast again? Let's XP Gaming Podcast, Todd. Let's XP Gaming Podcast. Oh, interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you should. Well, shameless plug there. Yes. You got some news there, buddy? Um, Nothing? I got a... Uh, well, I'll say one thing. I do have some stories, but just, I know we're going to, you know, we still have to review P2 and I want to make sure we have time for that. Um, But I will say a congratulations to Jamie Lee Curtis because she was crowned last night at the MTV movie awards, the greatest scream queen of all time. So uh, congratulations to her, a meaningless award, I guess when MTV (laughs) is handing it out, but still pretty cool um what i thought was coolest actually was her acceptance speech as uh she said i would not be standing here if it was not for john carpenter deborah hill erwin yablins and mustafa akkad um and she also continued on to say uh and now uh all these years later david gordon green malik akkad blumhouse universal miramax have all come together to bring you another halloween and now two more so uh congratulations to her um, for her greatest scream queen of all time, which I don't think anyone really can argue uh, that one. Um, and fun enough, it was presented to her by another scream queen, Nev Campbell. So oh, uh, congrats, cool. Jamie. I'm, I'm glad she's embraced it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll save some uh, more hard news for next week. 
Hi, Mom. You're not going to believe what happened. Angela, are you calling me from work? Believe me, I can't wait to get out of here and see you guys. Please don't be any later. I promise, I won't. Angela, are you okay? I didn't mean to scare you. What happened to my clothes? Yeah. What do you want? I've seen you drive out of here so many times. It's strange being with you. It's great, actually. Directed by Frank Calhoun, 2007, uh, Angela, a corporate climber, gets stuck working late on Christmas Eve and finds herself the target of an unhinged security guard with no help in sight. The woman must overcome physical and psychological challenges to survive. Thank you, Todd. (laughs) Okay, well... So I remember seeing P2 in the theater and I loved it the first time that I watched it. Um, I feel like most women can relate to um, the role of Angela where she's very, she is so fucking passive to people. She lets loser men walk all over her because she's worried about being too mean or worried about being too bitchy or she has to be nice because that's how you're supposed to be when you're a woman even though she has those gut feelings about all these men that we come across um it's fucking scary honestly because it's just Angela and Tom he's he looks very charming he seems charming at first but then he has like 10 different personalities and he's very narcissistic he's a psychopath um, I, I don't know what else I can say about this movie, but I really love it. And I'm so glad that we're reviewing it. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. So Tom wasn't wrong. I was going to put that out there right now, right away. Tom wasn't wrong. He was not. No, I'm just kidding. He's clearly the wrong in this movie. I just <laughs> want to rally up a little bit. <laughs> um, no, he starts off like, oh, Tom's a cool dude. And you know what? Um, 
I first time watching it in probably since 2007. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Tom, the guard was a bad guy, but I don't remember. I didn't remember the uh, dude that um, assaulted her in the elevator. I didn't happen remember okay. what happened to him. So I was like, oh man, is this going to be like one of those reverse things where we think he's the bad guy and then Tom is a bad guy? It clearly doesn't go that route, but I thought that would have been cool. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I think uh, she's a cool character and she's pretty strong. She's smart. Mm-hmm. And Tom is very well acted. And honestly, I felt kind of bad for him at times. You know, he's like, man, I'm always alone, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you obviously don't kidnap a girl and force her to, you know, be a girlfriend and change her into a dress and shit weirdo um but yeah man get some help if you're lonely get some help and that's all i've got to say about that all right uh yeah um i you know i don't know if i actually ever saw this until sam um introduced it to me a few years ago what was that i said you're welcome (laughs) uh yeah so uh i also uh really enjoyed this movie uh, it's a really uh, fun watch. The main character, uh, she's a badass. She really has a great arc in this movie, um, and it goes from like being like a like a taut like thriller to a complete like bat chick crazy like uh, slasher type movie by the end, or like revenge style movie, I guess the better way to say it. Um, by the end of it, and it's just a wild ride. It's great um and uh there's a few scenes i loved which um we can get into after steve yeah about the same thing um i i had never heard of it until maybe two years ago uh i think you guys had talked about it on the previous iteration of this podcast so i checked it out two years ago and i really liked it and so I watched it for the second time uh yesterday and yeah no i still like it it's a it's a fun kind of adventure that goes that's all takes place pretty much in the same place and usually movies that take place in the same setting uh feel tend to feel long whereas this one i felt kept moving along like they never dwelled in one place for too long so it it was always interesting and i was always kind of interested to see how she would get out of each situation that uh, she was put in by either tom or whatever circumstance that happened to her uh, I do have a few issues with it, particularly that they hit a lot of like tropes from both Christmas and horror films that maybe I've seen overdone a little bit too, too much. Uh, we'll talk about those a little bit later. But overall, I, th- I thought it was a fun experience. Yeah. All right. If you haven't seen P2 and you want to watch it without spoilers, uh, stop listening now and then come back. Um, so no way in hell the cops wouldn't have looked in his little security hut. Just saying. Right. Yeah, it's a disaster in there. They would have at least <laughs> noticed that something's wrong. <laughs> right. That he's got booze all over the place. He's got a fucking dog. It's like, I don't know, looking weird. Um, but I, I have one major question right now. What was Tom's end game? He he floods an elevator. Um, he disembowels a guy with a freaking car. Like what's he doing with the bodies you know, like is there an end game or did he plan to die or what what is in his little mind what do you think i, mean, I don't I think he like because he had a few days he thought that he would mm. have time to hide the bodies and whatnot i forgot about that they had like a three-day break huh yeah yeah okay that makes sense the yeah. motherfucker flooded an elevator be insane yeah but he's not gonna be the guard for like three days straight <laughs> i don't but know he was though because he has no life maybe he took all the shifts Okay. I like your thinking. Makes sense. 
so for me, I, I just don't think he was even like smart enough. I, I don't think he was like thinking that far ahead. I think like he came up with like a plan of just being so obsessed with this girl that he was going to kidnap her, but he didn't think through like what he was going to do after the fact. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I think, uh, I think in his mind, his plan was that uh, she was going to fall for him, you know, for yeah. being so like, obsessed with her and wanting her so bad that she would be like oh you know that's great I, I feel the same way or whatever and uh the other guy that she tied up that he tied up was like a backup plan to kind of another step to convince her that other men are pigs and he's not like that kind of thing um but obviously you know that kind of <laughs> blew up in his face because like Todd said I don't think he really planned this through really well uh he seems a pretty simple-minded guy and um yeah I think that's what explains that anyway I do appreciate the dress he picked out. Uh, that was, you know, yeah. for the for the male viewers and you know some of the female viewers. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it so I don't disappoint. She's got a nice set of breasts there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're out there. They're definitely out there. They're they're displayed. <laughs> how how creepy is Tom though? Like when he's filming her, it almost turns into yes. like a, a rape video. Which I mean, do you? I'm not convinced he did that? it. Do you think it went that far? It very well could have. She smashed the TV before we saw more. So I, it very well I, could have went that far. I don't think so. Just because he kept saying like, you need to show him you're not a slut. And I think that would have kind of broken his little slut rule. Yeah. Maybe, but who knows? He was still yeah, stroking her. I feel like her. he probably did other things. Um, but I'm with Todd. Like since he put her on such a pedestal of not being a slut whatever his terms are by that um yeah which why is she a slut if she was attacked psycho i just want to say like so all the times that i've seen this movie i've enjoyed it and i actually like tom has never he bothers me just because he is a psychopath and the emotional abuse roller coaster that he takes angela on but i never know like I knew it was bad, but this time when I watched it, I'm like, this is really exhausting. Like he, he like mentally abuses her and like makes her feel awful. And then he's like, I'm just helping you. Like, because I love you and because I can do this for you. But then he like, like just abuses her again. And then he tries to save her then abuse again. And it's just so exhausting. Like this was the first time that I was like, oh my God, like this is awful. No, yeah. Uh, do you think like uh, if they went a little further in that video, would that have like changed your opinion on this movie or yeah. like changed the tonality? Yeah. Yeah, I th I think you know they're trying to give a little sympathy for Tom. Yeah. Just a tad, and if he were to you know rape her, it would have been out the window for him. He's irredeemable at that point. I, here he is. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Well, if he went that far, yeah. The movie, in my opinion, is it's really good that it doesn't need like that shock, that shock factor. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Like you're still really creeped out because he kills, um, what's his face, her coworker, and so you know, like he means business, obviously. Right, which I would say is the one big shock factor in this whole movie, uh, is the killing of the her coworker scene that yeah. goes like way over the top gore wise I, love it though. I don't think I it's thought, like bad over the top no i thought it was amazing i yeah. i, I love that they went that far um and it kind of started the spiral of this movie going to like that crazy 
um, you know, grindhouse style, um, which you see a little bit more of that uh, in the later parts of this movie. Um, but before that, like, you know, it was just like, you know, your basic uh, thriller movie, but uh, this like set it, it really got the wheels going and I, I fucking loved it. This is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah, poor guy's still alive after his guts are hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I love that. They have the they show the fucking his intestines and just every it's just gnarly and it's awesome. Sam, did you root for that guy's death after you saw what I he did in the elevator? Joe was like, he doesn't need to die. And I'm like, yes, he does, Joe. He was completely inappropriate. <laughs> I said it was inappropriate, but the guy didn't deserve to die for that. He didn't deserve to die, but he did. But he was only sorry because he was caught on camera. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's true. Very true. And you well, know, if a girl doesn't like you, man, you don't have to, for all the dudes out there, you don't have to grab them, you know, just be like, okay. Yeah. Exactly. And don't be creepy. Don't blame it on the alcohol. Don't if smell their hair when they're not looking. Exactly. Joe. Stop being creeps. You guys, yeah. <laughs> girl is into you, you will know. They're like the man, especially like with social media now, the amount of just like creepy uh, dude. comments and stuff. It's so like cringeworthy. And I'm like, man, do you guys really think this works? It's yeah. it's out they, there too. Sorry. Go they, ahead. No, you're fine. They just think that they are able to do that and have permission and you don't. So Yeah, I don't I don't get where when when that became a th- I mean, I know when it became a thing because like you're anonymous online, but like I, we weren't raised like that and we have the internet and I don't like go and like do weird shit on girls Instagram it's just like I don't I don't understand the disconnect honestly it's just weird yeah. I'll beat the shit out of my son though if he if, if he does shit like that just saying if he ever listens to this <laughs> I'm warning oh, you that would be so fun to be your kid and listen to your podcast when he gets older my dad talks about boobs a lot <laughs> exactly my dad's a boob man don't tell your mom well tell her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Todd. Yes. A bit of trivia here. Okay. Because I know you'll enjoy this one. Uh, do you know what this director also directed a favorite movie of yours? Without oh. looking it up. Without looking it up? No, I do not. Okay. 2012's Maniac starring Elijah Wood. No way. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Yes, and he also um, directed Amityville: The Awakening, which was pretty terrible. That was what number twenty-seven in that series, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that one starred uh, Bella Thorne, I believe. Sam and I watched that one a while back. Not very good. <laughs> That's one that kind of looks like an Insidious ripoff, right? Where there's like a kid in a bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, totally. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one. And he also directed uh, a two thousand nine mo- two thousand nineteen movie titled Prey, which I have never seen. Is that does it have a lion on the cover? uh it looks like uh like a creature boar thing um Uh, i'll send you a screenshot of it okay because there's like a lion one called prey yeah this one it says a young man must survive an island retreat while a sinister force hunts him leaving bodies in its wake yeah definitely not that it sounds cool actually and the the poster is kind of cool too i'll send to you right now uh so Back to P2. You know what I didn't like about Tom? I mean, you know, obviously he's a bad character. He's a bad person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I didn't find him believable when he started yelling. It, it like it seemed like they made him ad lib and it didn't really make sense. Like, you keep saying Tom, 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 Tom. I was like, shut the fuck up, Tom. 
I liked him better when he was calm and collected and not like just going off on the rails. I don't know if you guys saw that too or didn't care. I mean, I, I had a split like second where I was thinking about that, but I feel like usually when it's, when you deal with people like that, they say, if you like call them by their name a lot, I forget what it is. I just, I hear it a lot on the true crime. The humanizes them. Yeah. 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 So I think he was really frustrated that she Mm. was doing that. And it like kind of makes him feel dumb and then he's not in control. And so of course he's losing control. So I feel like he would spaz out. That's why I believed it. Okay. And another thing I would have liked to see better is I really love the scenes where she was tied up and he was like trying to flirt with her like very awkwardly. Yeah. I would have loved to seen more of that or had it at a different time in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think that's the best part in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she's in like just the family dinner. Yep. So yeah. I, I, and like I said, I thought he was better when he's calm. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think a little bit more of that would have been, would have been cooler. That was cool. I mean, that was like a great, that was a great, like, intro to him like with her tied up there and it actually goes on for quite a long time i, I want to say maybe like 20 minutes uh if not longer there um and that is just like a great uh sequence of the mm-hmm. movie i will one my one complaint with the movie i guess would be I, I wish they didn't make it so obvious that tom was going to be um the captor like you know right from the get-go you knew he was like creepy and something was up with him um, I would have liked if they made it maybe a little more subtle. So when she does get, you know, kidnapped or taken away, um, we don't know who it is. And then maybe like there could have been a better reveal there, but I, more of a nitpick than anything. But uh, I think maybe it might've been a little more effective. Mm, I don't know about that, Joe. Cause I feel like then it would have, we would have to, I mean, what the options would be her coworker and then, mm-hmm. Tom like I just feel like we would have to be introduced to too many stories that really wouldn't matter yeah no my opinion no yeah it's a it's a good point I mean they could have like maybe uh maybe she could have been like at a Christmas party or something rather than her being in her office and you kind of run into a few side characters Mm. um you know in like a five or ten minute span or something like that that's all like I said it's it's more of a nitpick for me um but yeah I mean still a great movie I also would have liked if Carl wasn't killed off camera. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been a cool moment where she's like, you think she's going to get saved by him? And he's like, oh, what the fuck? That I, that creepy fucking Tom or whatever. And then he comes out and kills his ass. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I love the, I love the, oh, here, do we mention the dog kill yet? Oh yeah. No, we haven't. So I am very surprised Sam loves this movie as much as she does with uh, an animal killing in the movie. That was a bad dog. Well, this is what I told Joe. I said, Joe, it's different when the survivor has to kill the dog. Like if it's a killer, just killing the pet just because it's awful. But Angela had to do what she had to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Steve, are you live? It's different. Well, now I'm mourning the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I am too now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, I, you know, I've said it many times this year. A lot of movies we watch this year seem to have fucking dog killings. And it, I really don't like dog killings. Um, and he was such a good boy, you know, like I get it. He was just doing his job, you know, what his master told him to do. So, but I also get that she had to kill the dog because, you know, the dog was going to kill her. Um, uh, as for me, like one, one thing that I, and I mentioned before, but I'll go to the question we had because it kind of ties into my issue with the film. And the question comes to us from Jedi Mind 1207. 
He says, where can I send Joe some plants to increase his smash potential? Um, <laughs> nice call back to last week's episode. Uh, he also says, happy birthday to Sam. Um, Thank De- you. December birthdays are the best. P2 was a good watch, but not great. Too many tropes and obvious foreshadowing like elevator keys, phone reception, etc. Loved how the dude was smashed by the car. Still don't know how and uh, an elevator fills up with water like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I agree with the first thing he said. I think there were a lot of... The plants? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Christmas movie tropes and horror tropes that m- might get overused a little bit too much. Question. Like, uh, sorry? Question. Sure. Um, define trope for me. I've never heard of that word. I'm assuming it's just like a it's, um, a gag or something. It's it's like when a girl's running in the forest and she trips and sprains her ankle. Okay. Right, like something like you see often. Obvious things, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, what, so, what else would you want in it, though? I don't understand. Well, I want the movie to be original. You know, that's uh, there. Okay. There, there was some really cool stuff that was original, but there was a lot of stuff like, like he says, the phone reception. You know, the phone doesn't work. You see it in so many movies. It doesn't uh, work in a parking garage, though. That's accurate. Yeah, yeah I was I gonna say that's that's actually fair in this movie because uh, if you're in an underground parking garage, you usually never get phone reception down there. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, maybe back then, especially with the flip phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like you said, the cops kind of overlooking some stuff. Um, you know, her getting super close to the cops. Like, I get it for the movie, but I don't know. I just I've seen it so much. Uh, and the overworker, you see it in so many Christmas movies where the main character like works super late on Christmas Eve. I know some of the hardest working in the people in the world, they're out by 10 a.m. on Christmas Eve. Like, right. fuck yeah. that noise, you know? <laughs> um, no, no one's working that late on Christmas Eve. No, exactly. Okay, but this is well, what Tom I'm is. Like, she, everyone was off, but she wasn't because she was so like passive. She was like, that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like her character was so much of that. That's yeah. She but let it, people walk yeah. all over her. Right. And it worked. It, I mean, it makes sense for her arc. Um, yeah. In the movie. So yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I get why they did that. But I get, yeah, I get what you guys are saying too. Right. Can I say that I'm super, before you continue, I'm super tired of fire axes being an emergency supply. They're, they're not, I've never seen one. <laughs> yeah. That's I, super dangerous. It doesn't happen. She could have gotten like a fucking ruler or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, like you said, uh, him filling the elevator with the uh, the water, uh, that totally wouldn't work <laughs> in real life, I don't think. Why, why wouldn't it? It's a little oh. silly. Why yeah. wouldn't it? It's, it's a, a metal it's, box. It's Yeah, it's a metal box with very like close, tight slithers of where a fire hose with water plunging the, the yeah. weight the weight alone would shut it off right um there's mm. yeah there's emergency let's test it i don't know uh, let's test it Mythbusters. i told sam i thought we were watching titanic when, when we <laughs> came on so <laughs> all right anyway it's, it's, it's just next pick nitpicks overall but uh like i said i i enjoyed the film there's just a lot to love i love that kill with the with the car mm absolutely mm-hmm. amazing uh, i do wish there were maybe more kills yeah um, I carl think that goes with what yeah the carl was barely a, you know <laughs> it's just really a falling body uh i, I kind of agree with joe like i was thinking maybe that asian couple that was in the elevator before or you know just people that we saw 
like quickly, like her assistant or whatever. I he, thought the cops were going to get it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I thought when they went back, uh, like they dropped them off and they're kind of looking into his little cabin, I thought he'd have to kill them right there. Um, Although he, he's, you know, wouldn't have succeeded in real life. <laughs> he's very <laughs> weak. No, exactly. It's, uh, and so, I, I feel bad for Tom, guys. Why? Because he's, he said it a couple times where he's like, I'm just alone all the time. <laughs> and he's clearly like very like just nerd. He's probably a fucking nerd too. He probably watches horror movies like us. <laughs> and he's working graveyard and everyone just like looks the other way at him. And he's probably a really nice guy. And then he just keeps on happening year after year. He's definitely like, like a sympathetic character in that way, I guess. But like, mm -hmm. once you like fucking kidnap a girl and exactly. go crazy, it's just you, you lose all right. <laughs> he, he, you know what? For being dumb, he did train that dog pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> and like he was like having a good time when he fucking ran that dude over. Like he was oh, like smiling and shit. <laughs> hey, I, I have a question. Has Tom done this before? Ooh. You know Maybe. what? So at the beginning, he's looking for the keys to his car and it zooms down to like three different pairs of car keys. And I was wondering that too. I was like, hmm. I wonder if that's what they were trying to say with that or if it's just a, a general little just zoom, nothing big, but. Because I mean, he has to know knocking someone out with that shit works, right? True. And then he overpowered well, maybe not because he would have to kill a bunch of other guards every time, unless he's done it somewhere else at another job. How awesome is is his little booth there? Like I've never seen a parking booth look that good. It's legit, it's like super decorated. Yeah. It's got a TV in it. It's got fucking like yeah. microwaves and everything. There's yeah, parking booth goes all out. I would be taking all those shifts if that was my little setup. Yeah, I'd be like, sure, I'll work all holiday weekend. <laughs> I got my dog here at work. I'm getting paid. I got. My spies on chicks got some records to listen to christmas lights mm -hmm. you know you know it would have been better if tom had like a brain what if he would have like rescued her from her assault you know i know that's not the movie this is but if he would run out of the hey man like get it your damn hands off or like george mcfly from back to the future i think we got a different movie that i think they fall in love had children oh <laughs> Well, I know, like, if, if that was Sam in that situation, she was kidnapped, and she was like, "What?" The? She's like, "Let me the fuck out." And he's like, "Wait." He's like, "No, I got, I got, uh, great. I got mashed potatoes, <laughs> corn, corn. I got cornbread." You're like, "Oh, cornbread? Okay, I'll, I'll stick around for a little." Oh, mashed later. potatoes. Let me eat and get some energy before I have to whoop your ass. Well, what kind of red, what kind of wine we got? We got red. Okay, pour me a glass. <laughs> Can I keep the dress? Keep <laughs> <laughs> dress. Yeah. Uh, another scene that we didn't mention was the fucking uh, eye stab scene, which was pretty brutal. Uh, like you actually see him like pull it like out of his eye. It was pretty yeah. gnarly. Really. I love that. Like they, I, I love that they like weren't afraid to like uh, go back on the gore a little bit, even though this movie isn't like a gore fest type movie. But when they do have the gore scenes, they're not afraid to uh, shy away from it. And I think that's what like kind of puts this uh, movie uh, a little more over the top for me. Yeah, I like it. And she lights him on fire. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you think he survived, though? No. <laughs> Justice for Tom. Hey, man, if people are saying <laughs> Stu can survive a TV falling on his face. I, I always thought that was stupid, though. <laughs> I mean, CR, CR TVs are heavy as fuck, but 
If you anyone survived, it's two. You could survive. Do you think he's coming back for five? He's got to. Yeah, I just think I feel like it's so obvious now, though, that it wouldn't be as like great. You know what I mean? But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe when it, I actually see it and it happens, I'll like, I'll see. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna have Randy back, I bet, with some kind of VHS tape. Wow, that yeah, that you got to right. Like they find like another one of uh, yeah, his tapes. That would be. You gotta have a little Jamie Kennedy again. Which no one has a VCR in the movie, so they can't play it. Or he's actually alive, and he was like, "Psych, it was the Jamie Kennedy experience, experience <laughs> when I died, and I'm really alive." <laughs> it was terrible that they killed him in part two. Yeah, that was. I think so they. I think they still regret it. That That's like killing Ling Che and in, Insidious. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and her, finding a way to have her in every film. <laughs> yeah. Ghost Ling Che kicking ass and stuff now. So love it. Uh, anything else before we rate this? Uh, I don't think so. I just want to mention just how fucking good the acting is by the two main stars in this. Like, mm. really yeah. believable in their roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I like what Wes Bentley actually reminded me of his character in American Beauty. Uh, oh yeah. Like, oh, it could be the same guy. Yeah, it kind of. It, you know, they, he gave me the same kind of feeling, right? Just socially th- awkward. Th- that's what he was like when he was younger, and this is what he grew up to be. Because you know, yeah, just videotaping I, bags and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's a videotaping bags, <laughs> videotapes people, and uh, you know, he got a job as a parking attendant. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a secret American Beauty <laughs> sequel we never got. And he, oh, you know what? It fucked him up after his dad killed Kevin Spacey's character, and that's what kind of made him like fucked up. Right. All right. Okay. It's canon. Not ordinary. What? That was my uh, American Beauty. Go. Mm, we gotta work on that one. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, and and the girl he fell in love with, American Beauty, he was spying on her and filming her from from a distance and stuff. It's, oh oh my character. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Connected yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Sam. Rate it. Alrighty, guys. Um, I'm gonna rate this one. I'm gonna rate it a nine point five. I'm just. Oh, just do it, girl. I watch this one over and over. The acting is really good. Do you and think I love Christmas movies and Christmas horror? Mm. Yes. Is is Tom a cutie? Tom is a cutie. Okay. Okay. So. He, he's helpful. At the beginning, he's helpful. Yes. I was going to ask you real quick. So if you're offering to do the whole battery charge up for Angela and she turns you down, is she a bitch? Is she mean? She absolutely is. Shut up, Todd. <laughs> if, well, she's kind of rude to him. because no, she, she has no reason Thank to be rude no. to him. Well, you, then you don't insist to ask again. That's part of his job. No. Yeah. She's trying to listen to her gut, but he keeps pushing and pushing so no. they uh, I'm okay maybe so I'm going through uh, the main actress's IMDB and uh, she starred in the Inside remake interestingly enough oh. another Christmas uh, themed movie and uh, she also starred in the Amityville Horror remake with Ryan Reynolds oh. I'm assuming she was the younger daughter had to have been huh yeah i don't think so wait i don't know hmm. to look it up it says she uh, played Lisa, so. i haven't seen that one forever yeah. well 2005 so it was only two years before this movie so oh it can't be the younger daughter then no 
She was also in Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. <laughs> but yeah, she's still working. Yeah, uh, she's good. And the West West Bentley is good too. He's in a number of things. He's in Interstellar. He's pretty good in that. Hunger Games, off the top of my head. Horror Story. Ghost Rider. Okay, cool. Uh, I give this one a strong 7.75 to 8 out of 10. All right, Todd. All right. Uh yeah, I I'm uh I'm giving this one a seven point five. Really like this one. All right, Joe. And I'm a little lower, but uh, I give this one a seven. It's a it's a fun movie. Some not something I'd watch every year, but every five years I, I'll watch this over Christmas. Okay, nice, Steve. Okay, all right. Well, happy birthday once again. Thank happy you. Happy birthday, Sam. Thank happy you to everyone birthday. for the birthday wishes. Appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys listening. Yes. And uh, not sure what we're doing next week. So keep an eye on our social media. The Horror Squad Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we'll let you know. Oh, we didn't even mention that. Thank you very much. We didn't even mention that in the review, damn it. I know, we should have talked about the performance. It was great. Uh, he was pretty good. And he like, I wonder if that was hard to do on set with like 40 people watching you. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> well, he is a professional. He is, a, yeah, true. <laughs> he had the moves too. He really did. And he had a little uh, impersonator picture. That was cool. Oh. Yeah. I was Just, too hard on him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> justice for Tom. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.